Welcome to the Conscious King Podcast with Miss LX. Let's jump into today's episode. All right. Hello and welcome back to the Conscious King Podcast. We are here with my wonderful community again this evening. And we've been having some family time together, just loving on each other, welcoming each other tonight. So we're going to go ahead and jump right into it with Shred. So Shred, my dear, if you're ready, go ahead and unmute that mic and we can jump into it. Shred or Queen Maeve. You pinged them? Wonderful. Appreciate it. All right, Shred, are you ready? Hey, yeah, I'm ready. All right. So what is going on? Well... There's a bunch of shit going on. Okay. It's like, I don't know. Like, she's so busy, and, like, I try to, like, do everything for her. And I, like, try to, you know, fill her water, you know, remind her to drink, eat, and everything else. But at the end of the day, like, she don't do anything for me. Or the end, not the end of the day, but, like, the end of the week. You know what I'm saying. So... Let me make sure I'm hearing you correctly. You are feeling a little resentful because you tried to go out of your way to serve your queen, your dominant, your wife. And she's so busy that at the end of the day, she just crashes. She doesn't really have anything left in her tank. And you don't get your needs met. Yes. That's pretty much all I'm trying to say. Okay. Okay. So your question is, how do we reach a compromise so both of our needs could be met? Or what what are you trying to seek out in terms of an answer or a strategy? Middle ground. Okay. Okay. So... Can there be any adjustments made to her schedule or is that pretty set in stone? Set in stone. Okay. Okay. So then what would you like from her at the end of the day? When you're saying that you're not getting anything, what would you like to get? Attention or something. Something like that. Attention or something like that. Okay. What is something like attention? Um, I don't know. Just like, not sex in particular, but like just, you know, snuggling, hanging out with me. Okay, so I'm hearing quality time. I'm hearing physical touch and affection. Am I hearing you correctly? Correct. Okay. All right, so you feel like your love languages are not being met. Kind of, yeah. Okay, so she's not speaking your love languages, but you feel like you're going out of your way to speak her love languages. Yeah, but she can't help it, though. She can't help it? What do you mean? She's, I don't know, busy. Okay. So then if you've already determined that she can't help it. How am I supposed to help you? Uh, You can't. So this is just how, okay. So here's the thing. When I asked that, I was, I was asking a rhetorical question because you're approaching this with a lot of victimization right now. 
And if the, if that's what you've determined that this is just how it is, this is just she can't help it, nothing can change, and you don't even know why you're here. Well, then what what work can we do? But you came here for a reason. You're asking questions for a reason. You're seeking help for a reason. Mm-hmm. So which is it? Like, do you do you feel like changes can be made or are you convinced that this is just how it is? I mean, I'm out for changes. Like, what kind of changes can we do? Okay. Well, if the schedule can't change, what do you think is contributing to her not meeting those love languages that you have? I mean, just time, I guess. So she doesn't have enough time to meet your love languages, to speak your love languages. So let's talk about when she gets home from work, what happens? Um, I do the rituals, whatever. I get her undressed and then make her feel good, whatever. Um, Make her drink water, all that other stuff. All that other stuff. I don't know what all that other stuff is because I'm not in your home and I do not live with you. Exactly. So I'll need to explain. Um, Making dinner, just, you know, doing all the things, I guess. Make dinner, doing all of the things. What are all of the things? Just, I don't know, making her feel better. Okay, what do you do to make her feel better? Make her less, I don't know, make her think less, I guess. I don't know. Okay. So here's the thing. You are asking me for a practical strategy on how to increase quality time and physical touch in your relationship at the end of a long day. In order for me to give you that strategy, I need to know what specific things are taking up your time so that I can help you maybe rearrange those things, look at them from a different perspective, be more efficient about it. But if you can't give me that data, I can't help you. So if you're wanting a practical strategy, I can give you a practical strategy, but we're going to need to go point by point with how does your eat, how do your evenings go? How do they progress? And if this is not information you feel like you can give me, then I need to talk to your wife. Yeah, it's probably something you got to deal with my wife. I'm sorry, what was that? You got to deal with my wife, I guess. Okay. Is she available to talk to me right now? I'm pretty sure. Okay. So then Um, why don't we go ahead and transition and you can go ahead and mute your mic shred and queen Maeve, you can jump in good evening queen Maeve. good evening hello hello so um help me understand here what what kind of happens after you get home shred was talking about rituals and then making dinner so about like an average time. What's like an average time you get home? 
Well, lately it's been later. Um, normally the latest I get home is six o'clock. Some nights I get home really late cause I have to work a high, uh, basketball game and okay. then I get home extremely late. So he basically does everything. Okay. Um, and then this past two weeks have been extremely busy more so than usual because, um, I've been doing, um, evaluation stuff that I don't get to do during the day basically and having to catch up on a lot of stuff that normally gets done at work I'm having to take home because um basically we got behind on some things at school okay so So average time average time you get home is about 6 p.m and the latest time when you say you get home really late is what time like nine o'clock 9 30 okay okay so that is more of the exception not the rule correct Right. It's like once a week that happens at the most twice a week. And it's just during basketball season or football season, okay. which is going to be over in uh, February. Okay. Okay. So we can, I, I think we should start with the 6 p.m. schedule and kind of go from there. So when you get home at 6 p.m., uh, how long do those initial rituals take where he gets you undressed and you kind of have a moment to decompress? Honestly, not long. It normally takes about uh, 30 minutes. And the night after we do dinner, we get the kids situated and get their dinner out of their trick dinner or order dinner. And uh, we'll eat and have something together. And after that, I uh, give the kids a bath uh, because it's really important to me. It's like my, it's- my dear, my dear, you're fading out really, oh. really bad. And a lot of that was cutting out. So I got up until the 6.30 rituals, 6 to 6.30 rituals, and then you make dinner, get the kids fed? Yes, we get the kids fed. Um, and about how long does that we, usually take? 6.30 to what time? Gosh, um, for them to eat and for us to eat, usually it's around 7.30, and then we get them in the bathtub and get them in bed, and they're usually both in the bed by 8. Okay, so... 7.30 to 8 is get the kids ready for bed. Bedtime is at 8. Okay. And then after the kids go to bed, what happens? Either you, what do you do, or what do you two do together? Usually I catch up. Go ahead, Justin. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, normally, if I have schoolwork to do, like this past couple weeks, I've had stuff that I didn't get done at school that like is time sensitive and has to get done. Um, I'll work on that. Last night I ended up working on that from like 8 PM until probably 10 30. Okay. It, it took me forever. Um, but it's not forever. It's not like a permanent thing. It's just this particular week and last week was real bad. Okay. So if we were to say on average, do you have to work at home from eight to 10 30? No. Okay. Not on average. Okay. So on average, what happens after the kids go to bed? I'm here. He gets upset about that. Like I'll look at my phone or I'll I'll watch a show on my phone for a while until I get sleepy. Okay. Um, Morgan, would you go ahead and mute that mic for me, please? All right. So, um, I'm sorry, Morgan came in. I had to, I had to do that. So he gets mad so you get you get on your phone at eight sometimes yeah okay and sometimes we'll spend time together and watch stuff or um you know like spend quality time together okay but there's usually a time when you are on your phone even when you guys are watching a movie or something yeah sometimes okay okay 
And he gets really upset about that, you said? Yeah, it bothers him tremendously. He thinks I'm not paying attention to him or what we're doing, and I understand that. Okay. So I'm hearing so far that that might be the the biggest point of opportunity that we have to make some changes here. So on, you know, the the occasion that you have to do schoolwork late or something like that, I think shred that's something that you are going to have to just be understanding about that your wife is working this new job, this new position, and there will be times that she has to do extra work. And that's the time where you need to build your sense of security and self-soothe and kind of grow up in that area a little bit to support her. But I also don't want you to feel neglected. I also don't want you to feel like your needs are not being met and neither does she. So um, I, would, I would say this. On those days, Rachel, that, that you... On those days that you don't have the work to do, the kids are in bed and there is an opportunity for you two to spend time together, I would highly, highly encourage you to make that a no phone zone. He doesn't get to be on his phone and you don't get to be on your phone. He doesn't get to be on devices and you don't get to be on devices. But I would also say if you are like, you know, if you haven't checked out of work mode or mommy mode to get into wife mode and lover mode and dominant mode, then you're going to need the opportunity need to do that too. So if you need a little bit of downtime, I would say take it. And if you need to veg out, play games on your phone for a minute, do it. But then set, you know, set the phone aside, put it in the other room, turn it off, and then go have your quality time. Okay. I can do that because I understand like you've been working all day and you've been, you know, solving everyone's problems and you just need to check out too. And so that's how I, that's how I'm seeing it is it sounds like he hasn't had the pressure and the responsibilities all day that you have, you know, that high go, 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 go high end stress and he just is like missing you and wanting to be with you and he finds you exciting and he likes spending time with you and then you're working and then you have to work at home sometimes. So he's already going to feel kind of unhappy about that. But then in the times that you are present or together, you're not actually present. That's going to really increase that sense of bitterness. I think. So I would say take your time because we don't want his tank to be empty. We don't want your tank to be empty. And so maybe, you know, the kids have their bedtime, they're in bed at eight and maybe from eight to eight 30, that is where you go, take a bath, play games on your phone, scroll through social media. And then when you are done with that, eight 30 rolls around, it's no phone zone. And it's just the two of you in the bedroom, in the living room, whatever, watching a movie, snuggling, talking, fooling around, having some kinky fuckery, whatever you want. But at least that that connection, that presence is there so that those opportunities can hopefully organically arise more, if that makes sense. 
It does. And I like the idea of having time specifically after we get the kids down. Cause honestly, I don't really get a point to check out all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, even when I get home because we immediately make dinner for the kids and get them situated and give them a bath. Not like it's just go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're down. I literally just want to collapse. So how about this too? Why don't you move the ritual after the kids go to bed? We could do that. Because right now it doesn't seem to actually be accomplishing what that ritual should accomplish. To me, if you're coming home and that ritual is supposed to be he undresses you and there's a moment of adoration and worship and it's helping you get out of that go, 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 have to be on kind of mode and you're kind of stepping back into your feminine energy, all of that, you don't get to stay in that mode because you have to go right back, taking care of kids, making dinner, making sure they're ready for bed. And so it's like all of that beautiful energy that you two were trying to accomplish in that ritual gets thrown completely out the window. Yeah, that's a very good point. That makes perfect sense. You know what I mean? And then it becomes literally yeah. a waste of time. So that's like 20, yeah. 30 minutes that were completely wasted. But if you moved it, you know, if you had, you came home and you just kept going because your momentum is already there. And so that's what I would advise. If you're already going, Keep going until you're done. And so, you know, if you've been in work mode, go, 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 you know, this problem solver and you, you know, you're in that mode, you're in that energy, you come home and you put your shit down and you go right to the kids and right to, hey, how was your day and helping them with activities or homework or whatever and getting dinner ready. And then it's like, we're almost to the finish line. And once the kids go to bed, that's when your your adulting mama day is done. I love the sound of that. That sounds great. Okay. All right. And so at that point, I would even maybe sit down the two of you and think about things that you could adjust in that ritual where maybe it's not just you, Queen Maeve, receiving from shred but maybe you give something to him in that ritual too yeah that would be good you know what whatever it is maybe he just gets to you know if he gets you undressed and dresses you in your gown or robe or whatever and you're just getting cozy and relaxed and you're stepping back into your body and tapping into that feminine energy and maybe you just call him over to you he's kneeling maybe just call him over to you and just have him put his head in your lap and you just run your fingers through his hair for a moment and just stroke him and and get really present and tell him something that you appreciate about him or tell him what a good boy he is or what a good submissive or whatever and give him that little moment and then go carry on with your evening. We can do that. Yeah, sounds good. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So shred. How are you feeling? And I'll go ahead and unmute your mic if you're over on this one. Uh, how are you feeling about this strategy? Do you think that you would feel more connected and less bitter? Hello? Hello? Yeah. Yeah. Less bitter. I like it. 
Okay. All right, then. Well, problem solved, then, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Do you have anything else for me, you two? I'm good. Well, You're good? Okay. Wonderful. Well, there is something. Okay. What's up? I don't know. She's so fucking busy. Um, I will say he does get really triggered when talking about it. So if he's having a hard time communicating right now, that's why. Okay. So if the, if the busyness is a trigger, then you're putting a definition on the busyness that maybe is not accurate because someone being busy shouldn't equal you feeling neglected, you feeling unwanted, you feeling rejected. But the fact that there is so much bitterness is kind of indicating to me that that's kind of the, the, the association that might be taking place. Mm. So if, if, that's, if that's the case, you have to change your definition. And so, you know, if you can do this with a, with a therapist, with a trauma-informed therapist, I would highly advise it. But you can still do some of the work on your own by acknowledging that feeling of bitterness. If you can get present and identify it where, where it is in your body, and you can identify, okay, I'm feeling bitter, I'm feeling triggered, I'm feeling angry. What definition am I giving to the busyness because to me I'm defining Queen Maeve's busyness as a strong woman who got an exciting new job opportunity and is happy and feeling fulfilled and and powerful in that role and she feels happy that she can contribute to her family and contribute financially to her family and take care of her family because she's very nurturing and she's she has a job that she has to work a little bit more that's it i'm not defining it as an attack on me i'm not defining it as she is trying to neglect anyone that's the definition i have for her being really fucking busy. So if you have a different definition, then you need to look into where is that definition coming from? Where is the definition coming from? Because it doesn't seem to be coming from your present. It seems to be coming from your past, a past association with someone being busy. That meant you weren't important. That meant you didn't get your needs met. And so if we carry that definition through our adulthood and into our romantic relationships, then we're going to feel triggered and neglected when our partner just has to work a little. But is that reality? No, not necessarily. So I would encourage you to dig into that. What definition are you giving to busyness? And how can you change that definition? to something that's more accurate and grounded in reality. Does that make sense? 
Queen Maeve and Shred. Yeah. Okay. Yes, it does. All right. Because here's the thing. She's, she's really proud of herself. And she doesn't want to neglect you. Everything I've heard from her ever is how much she loves you, how much she cares about you. But yeah, she's proud of herself for getting this job. And she's proud of the work that she can do. And she's proud of the children that she can help. And that's a very noble thing. And I don't think she should feel ashamed for having to work some. Nah, she shouldn't. She shouldn't. But you also shouldn't feel neglected either. Because I don't think that's what mm. she's doing. So that, that's what I'm saying. You have these emotions because of the association you have to someone being busy. So dig into that. Dig into that and get a little present with yourself and figure out, okay, when I am triggered, what definition am I telling myself? What definition am I, am I putting on busyness? And how can I change my definition in a way that's more accurate and more accurate representation of my wife's character and intentions. So I would suggest that for you, you, your own personal growth. And then practically, we already talked about some strategy. You're going to shift up the ritual a little bit. Queen Maeve is going to do something to give to you in that ritual as well. So you can have a precious little moment with her and feel connected to her. And you're going to change the time that you do the ritual. And she's going to have more discipline with her own cell phone usage. And there's going to be more focus on quality time when that opportunity does arise. So if you both are willing to do that, I think we can tackle this. Does that sound good, Shred? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very well. Yes. Yes, I am. Thank you so much better. Thank you, Queen Maeve. I appreciate that look that you gave him. <laughs> I'm not even in the same room and I can influence. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I saw the look from here. The look on like, excuse me, child, what did you just say? I saw it from here. So it was, it was good. It's a very sexy look on you, Queen Maeve. So... Queen Maeve, Shred, you feeling good? Uh, yeah, I'm feeling okay. Okay. All right. Do you have anything else for me, Shred? Hmm? Do you have anything else for you? No. All right. Good. All right. Wonderful. Love you both. Proud of you both. Yes, Miss Jill. Thank you. Thank you very much, everyone. Go ahead and give... Queen Maeve and Shred a round of applause in the chat. Give them some love and some encouragement for being so open and vulnerable and amazing. And Shred, you can go ahead and mute that mic so that we can move on. Connor basically has said that his wife's little is interested in another little. And this other little, little number two, is a female. And Connor and Rox are seriously considering dating little number two. Am I following so far, Connor? Yes, you are. Okay. And our main concern here is 
lessen the blow if you start dating her while he is also interested in her. Correct. And she's made it clear to him she just wants to be friends. Okay. So then why is it yours and Rox's responsibility if she's already communicated that to him? Okay. Well, I guess <laughs> Connor is done with that conversation. Catch the rest of this conversation in the next episode.